Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Oh, so excited, Angie Austin and friends. It makes me happy every time I hear that, to have your own show and to get to bring your friends that you love and respect on. Ooh, love that. Author, speaker, Beatrice Bruno, that's who you just heard, the drill sergeant of life. Hello, drill sergeant. Hello, Angie. Love you, you girl. We should get her to do like a boot camp for us, Robbie Yopes, author, speaker. I'd go terrified, but I would go. (laughs) You? I would be shaking the whole time. She could whip us into shape. Oh, I need it. Come on, let's do it. I don't want to carry a rucksack. Could I have like a fabulous bag or something instead? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) See, that's why why you were not in basic training. That's exactly why. Oh, goodness Private Benjamin. (laughs) I I cry like a baby girl all the way through. Can you imagine? They'd kick our rear ends. Oh, it'd it'd be sad. All right, I have some, uh, that's Robbie Yopes, author, speaker. Hey. Um, I send them out to look for good news in the world, and I have a little of my own. I just thought this was so sweet, and I probably won't play the whole thing for you, but, uh, oh, by the way, coming up, Ernie Jackson, a friend of mine who's changed the way I parent because he lost his son, Quentin, when Quentin was nine. There was an accident. Someone fell asleep in there at the side of the road with their camper, and they hit their camper, and Quentin was oh. killed. And um, uh-huh. he has changed the way I parent because he says, you know, put down your iPad, put down your phone, look your kid in the eye, pay attention. Mm-hmm. You only have one chance. He said, I don't have another chance. So, y- y- you know, you need to do yeah. you need to do it. And so I have. I really pay attention to my kids a lot more and in a different way since, I, you know, I met Ernie. And he has a friend with him. Then they want to talk about St. Baldrick's and, uh, you know, uh, kids with cancer and an experience that uh, uh, his friend had. And he wrote to me this long note about his friend. So he's bringing him in and he'll uh, change, uh, share his story. All right. Speaking of children, I just came across something that's really cute that I thought we could share. Um, it's about a little girl who's calming a newborn baby, and she's it's her new sister. She keeps calling the baby he, so don't get all confused, okay? But um, she's meeting the baby and saying the fingers look good and the toes look good, and all of a sudden the baby starts to cry. <laughs> and I love the way it actually works, but she does. She can barely speak, and she's like, you know, to do with the thing she keeps saying is, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. <laughs> you okay, you okay, you okay, you okay. Yeah. So take a listen to how effective she is at calming that baby. I'd like to clone her as a baby calmer. I like his fingers. You like her fingers? Wow, he's good. He's She's so good. I have to tell you, um, when Moose's uh, little boy um, was born, um, his daughter, Selah, um, kissed the baby and thanked them 
for the baby. Aww. She said, thank you for the baby. That's so sweet. Isn't that, thank you. Oh my Aww. goodness, is that not so sweet? Precious. All right, one more little baby thing just to melt our hearts before we get into more of the lady stuff. Uh, we call this baby symphony and someone took together uh, a bunch of baby coos and noises and made Beethoven. Oh, Take fun. a listen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the whole thing is that not just crazy oh my gosh how That's long did you, that take you <laughs> way too long that a person lot. has a lot of time on their hands a lot of cutting and editing Ooh, you oh ain't my kidding. goodness oh my gosh that's oh, cute sweet though. isn't that amazing that's amazing i just love that joyful joyful we adore thee huh i adore in baby, you in baby talk <laughs> oh i adore you too angie oh, okay okay what about me you too right, Robbie. you're pretty yeah. decent yeah yeah right. <laughs> I want to get in on the love. <laughs> You're all right. Uh, okay, and I love the way you guys fight over me too when you come in here. I just I love that. Who does Because she always over? sits right across from you, and she pushes I me have over in the corner. Offered you Whatever. this seat, Whatever. and you said you, you like get to here sit later. Over there. You didn't offer it with love though. Like you yeah. offer I, it oh like begrudgingly. Word. I offered it okay. with tremendous love. And then she comes in later than me. Okay, and, moves you over. and she moves me over. <laughs> See, so you know, you are it's like tales. whatever. Ooh, it's like my girls. You know, I know as teenagers they'll never fight over close to me but there is a fight in my house with three kids they all want to sit next to mommy and daddy's like chump change no. i'm like why is the chair like all the chairs are open next to daddy That's at the big dining room table enjoy it while it lasts yeah thank you thank you for that word of warning <laughs> yeah mm. But enjoy yeah. it now. All right, you both speak, and you're out in the community a lot, and you guys are both on, on fire for your faith, on fire for the Lord. And so um, what do you have for us, Robbie? You're out looking for good news. What do you have? You have a top five what? Well, this is the top five ways to beat seasonal um, depression. Oh, to beat it. To beat it. Ah, have you heard of that seasonal sad. affective disorder, SAD? Yes, my brother suffered from it. And I'll be honest with you, if I am in a, if I go to Seattle or something like that, uh -huh. I feel gloomy. Really? I can feel it affect me. Yeah, it's the lack of sunshine. It has okay. to do with your brain and your vision and how the sunshine uh, is processed into your brain. Very we, good. We even have a light at my house, and we didn't use it this sunlight, year, but sure. some years we use it, and it, it's a special light, I think white light, mm -hmm. uh, for depression. We've well, we've had a pretty easy a winter yes. in Denver. Those poor folks on the East Coast, not oh, so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, but even this, I was watching the TV this weekend, this morning, and this weekend is supposed to snow two days in a row, big time. Mm -hmm. And I, I just went to like, really, really, mm -hmm. really. I really am affected by snow. I don't like it. I, I try to like it anyway. So top five reasons. Top five ways to, to get beat. over. Because I have oh, to which, do by these. the way, I just have to tell you, today I read women who danced for, and listen to music <gasps> and dance for, is it on there? It's on Wait, here. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. Wait, drop yourself. No, no, do you, please you do. You are so good. Okay, six women who danced for two months, okay? Not like two months straight, but once a day <laughs> for two months, right? Two months of dancing, I'm exhausted. Um, there's, there, uh, their signs of depression were decreased, 67% decrease in depression from dancing. It is wow. amazing. Okay, number five, 
um, start your day with Jesus. I just put that in there. Amen. Oh, you made that one up? I made that one oh, up. Oh, I like that one. I didn't one. find that on the internet. But that, yeah. for me, yeah. if I start my day, even just a little right. prayer, anything yeah. connecting yeah. with a, with God, it makes the day go better. That's and yeah. when I ignore it, mm -hmm. the day is worse. Yes, yeah. it is. Without yeah. exception. Yes. Number four, vitamin D and omega-3s. Yep. Yeah. Very yeah. important for That's you, right. especially in the winter time. Yep. Yes. Take both of those. Doctor says so, too. Mm -hmm. Number three, move. And for me, it's dance. Oh, you do dance. For a lot. I, that's, you know, when I get really down, I put on some music and I just kind of. Like a know, rumba? Mm -hmm. What kind of yeah. dance you, what kind of dance you doing? It's freestyle. Let's oh, just freestyle. say freestyle. Oh, freestyle. <laughs> I've seen that on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, okay. freestyle. Like you make it up. You know, I, yeah. I, I watched a Dancing with the Stars video, exercise video. Oh, I love Where this. Max yes. taught you how to do the um, Pasa Doble. Yeah. Is that where you do the Pasa Doble? So, well, no. I, <laughs> so I learned it right. And so I had my, said my husband and son. And I said, I want to show you something. Oh, Lord. <laughs> exactly. So I did the passe doble for them, and they just stared at me. And then Noah looked at John and said, is she okay? Are, are you supposed to do the passe doble alone? Is this with the partner dance? I would not let anybody outside of my house see me okay. do the passe doble. Oh, I love gosh. it that you learned it from Max <laughs> from Dancing with the Stars. But dancing always helps. Or any, for other people, moving. You know, any yeah. kind yeah. of exercise. Exercise, yeah. For me, it's dancing. And number two, a project. Find a project and plan it for one of those days. Okay. Like, okay, the next day it snows. This weekend it's going to snow. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to clean out a closet. Okay. okay. Or I'm that, going to. I go to Jumpaline with my kids, and I'd rather that than a closet. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, I hear you. Jump, but, and they, they have trampolines, and you I jump go? up and down. And I can do <laughs> I can do flips and stuff, which is, I, I know everybody's like, oh, look at that old soccer mom doing flips. It's I fun. I wish I could do flips. Yeah. They're not jealous. good. You know, it's, just, it's like your Paso Doble. Okay. They, they're <laughs> adequate. You know, I just but, do it publicly. Yes. Yeah. You've got more courage than I. Yes, mm. I do. Well, do projects or go to jump, Jumpaline. 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 Okay. Yeah. And the number one way to beat seasonal affective disorder is do something for someone else. Uh, they say oh, yeah. over and over again, yeah. doing things for other people is so beneficial. Gone day. Gandhi, Gandhi, yeah. Gandhi, <laughs> the French version. Yeah. Uh, Gandhi said, "The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others." And there's so many ways. That when it's cold, you can buy someone coffee. Mm -hmm. You can bake something for your neighbors. Mm -hmm. You can write a real letter. Yes. To someone. Yes. yes. When I get a real letter, yes. it so boosts me because yes. they don't happen very often. Absolutely. You can snow shovel for someone. You can just mm -hmm. you know. Oh yeah. But serve. Yeah. Serve, and it immediately when you serve, something in you starts to beat the depression okay so next time I, I get that sad thing going on with me i'm gonna find robbie and i'm gonna go hug her yeah a hug her get your hand off me. oh sorry <laughs> i was hugged i go to denver christian bible church and i was hugged by a woman because you know we walk around and hug and everything uh -huh. and uh, and they, they're so sweet to me there and uh, so she gives me a hug and i go oh you are the best hugger in the united states of america Aww. she took me like a bear hug i didn't think i was gonna get loose it was Aww. fabulous okay yeah. on, on facebook yesterday somebody put this up where there's this video of this man i think it was in new york city and he um uh looked um i don't know arabic or something uh, middle eastern and he not official just an opinion just an opinion yes. absolutely and he blindfolded himself yes and he stood on the corner and he had two signs he said um i'm a muslim some people think i look like a terror terrorist and another sign will you just give me a hug Aww. And so he, he put his arms out, and people came and hugged him. He was blindfolded. He couldn't tell. So somebody videotaped people coming all day just to hug him. 
Oh my goodness. Just a hug him. Isn't I, that beautiful? I think there's so much beauty and good in people and many of us do not um, put the whole community yeah. in one group because yeah. of the hate and terror that ISIS yes. is responsible for. And what's going on, I think, you know, this is the good news. We don't talk about the news that much, but some of the headlines I read this morning, one in particular that I was talking to with my news director, um, I do a show here, right, uh, right here on 810 if you're listening to me on KLVZ. If you're in another station, I'm sorry, but you can find it through KLVZ in the morning on the feed uh, or uh, stream, uh, we talked with my news director about um, they're finding bodies that the ISIS may be removing um, uh, organs in order to harvest those organs to finance their uh, genocide and terror and hate. And so uh, allegedly 12 doctors were killed because these doctors would not get involved in um, the, the organ harvesting. And so uh, it terrifies me uh, that, that basically we're seeing what the atrocities of trying to kill people for their beliefs uh, and their religious background, wow. uh, like we've seen in you know yeah. decades and decades past. But now, which is unspeakable to me. So I just thought, you know, the three of us are really on fire for the Lord. And President Obama, in his speech at the uh, prayer breakfast a while back, said, Christians, you know, hey, don't be on your high horse because, you know, we, we've done atrocities too. And none of my girlfriends are beheading anyone at my no. Bible study. And no. so I, I'm not going to lump myself in there <laughs> with them. I'm Absolutely just not going to do it. And I think they're twisting their faith. And it's not the true, the way that it's supposed to be led out and walked out, right? right? Um, so they're not representative of their people. And we're on fire for the Lord. Absolutely. So I want to know. Why do you every day, Robbie, um, why are you so on fire for Jesus? What has he done for you? Why, how, how has he changed your life? Oh, my word. I deal with depression a lot. And yet I'm known as a woman of joy. Hmm. Why? Jesus. Mm-hmm. You never Period. really worded it this way to me. I didn't know that. I am. I deal with depression all the time. It's in my family. And um, I've used the little pills during different seasons of my life. And I thank God for them. But better than a little pill, better than all the things I've said, except start with your day with Jesus, is to be with Jesus. Jesus has shown me joy every day. Wow. And I, I tell you what, I would be in a mental institution. I often, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I often think that because that's just, that's in my genetics, in my blood. I'm one of those people that just deal with um, dark thoughts a lot. And because of Jesus, I've conquered it. Because That's a miracle because I never would. I think of you as joyful. This Absolutely. is new. Everybody you does. You have tears in I your don't. eyes. Well, and you I, know what? I, because I, I know I, what he's done for me. Only on a couple of occasions if I thought you should be in a mental institution. And that's <laughs> really because you're so funny. I had no idea that you battled with depression. Well, you know, a lot so of thank com- you for sharing that. I'm serious. A thank lot you. Of comics come from ah. tragedy and a lot of my humor has come from a place pain. of darkness yes pain. sure yeah how about thank you beatrice why are you so on fire floor thank you robbie that was real that's amazing it really oh, is. honey it look really at is. it i love you i love you thank okay, you see, there's, there's another thing there's another. you just had to say something so to get her to love you no, more than she no, loves no i don't i equally love you equally love you equally love you just like jesus what why are you on so on fire Preach for it. the lord Preach you it. know because he has changed my life so much you know, in, in the past 24 years, because I was one of those people always down on myself. I believed those words that you're too black to be pretty. You're too black to do this. You're too black to be successful, all that stuff. And then when he came into my life, he completely changed my life so that now I do believe in myself. Maybe not as much as some other people do, but I'm getting to that point, you know, and he took me as I am. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, I, I wasn't. I was the party girl. I was not the one that, that your mother probably wanted you to hang out with. <laughs> I just wasn't. You became a Christian as an adult. I did. Wow. All right. Okay. Unfortunately, cool. this is the sad part. We're out of time. But I want to make this a topic. Let's do this next time. Absolutely. Okay. Drill Sergeant of Life, Beatrice Bruno, your website. DrillSergeantOfLife.com. 
Robbie Yopes. Robbie Yopes, I-O-B-S-T dot com. All right, coming up, uh, my friend Ernie Jackson bringing in an inspirational story. And I'm telling you, Ernie has changed how I parent. We'll talk about that a little bit uh, next on The Good News. Christ's love in his word. The new 810 AM KLVZ. Do you need money for your school or maybe you need money for your organization? I have a great idea for you. It's called Buck a Bag. So you get all the parents, let's say, at your school to bring in clothing and shoes. And for every medium-sized bag, your school or organization gets a dollar. A thousand bags of clothing and shoes, you get a thousand dollars. And then all of those bags of goods go to ARC. And all of that money will then in turn help the disabled community. I have Miranda from ARC here. Uh, Tell us a little more, Miranda. Yes, it's a wonderful fundraiser. It's very popular among schools, sports organizations churches. It's a great way to earn money for your nonprofit organization. So Excellent. collect bags and boxes of donations. Give us a call. We'll come pick them up, count them, and then pay you accordingly, a dollar per bag or per box. It's a great way to raise money for your school or not-for-profit organization. Tell us how we do it. Give us your website and instructions, Miranda. You can find our contact information on arcthrift.org. Click on Mission, and then click on Raise Money for Your Cause, and you'll find my contact information there. Excellent. A buck a bag. Denver, this is Pastor John A. Moreland, Senior Pastor of the Denver Christian Bible Church. I'd like to invite you to join us for the radio program of Denver Christian Bible Church on our sister station. That's 1220 on the AM dial. You can find us Monday through Friday from 745 to 815. Again, that's 1220 on your AM dial every morning, Monday through Friday. And if you think we're having a good time on Therapy Tuesdays, wait until you join us as we walk through God's Word. It doesn't get any better than that. Come where the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on. God bless you. Well, if you want to attain your dreams and you want to reach your goals, Carrie Conley is the woman to do it. And we just had a great seminar. Boy, that was fun. And we learned so much. We It was a life changer, was it not? It changed my life last year and once again this year. Very inspirational. It's such a reward for me, Angie, when I see people, not only when I work with them one-on-one or in my small mastermind groups, but when you've got 200 people in a room and you can see them, I can see all their faces when I say something or somebody else says something where you can just know that that hit them to the core. And they made a huge shift in their life. And that's what it's all about. Well, you've really guided me in my career, achieving some of the goals that, you know, I had in mind over the last year. You helped me write it all down. If people want to work with you in the future, how do they get in touch with you and how do they work with you on achieving their goals, Right. So the best way to reach me is just through my website, infinitenation.com. And what I do is run mastermind groups that I bring people into for the year and help them achieve their goals, build their business infinitenation.com. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you. We know Christ loves us, and he gave us his son for us. His love shines through on 810 AM KLVZ. Welcome back to the good news. So excited to have one of the friends of the show, Ernie Jackson here. Uh, Ernie and his wife have joined me several times on the show and have had a real impact on the way that I parent. Uh, They had lost their uh, nine-year-old son, Quentin, and they uh, talked to me, you in particular, Ernie, about putting down my iPad, putting down my phone. And now I think of you guys every time my kid walks in the room, kids, and I put it down and I look them right in the eye because you lost Quentin and you said, Angie, you have another chance. I don't, so use it. Yeah, exactly. I'm so glad that we impacted you like that. That's beautiful. And I spread that message all the time on the radio about, you know, being a a present parent. Amen. That's right. I mean, that's the way God works. That's the way God works. You changed the way I parent, Ernie Jackson. (laughs) 
Oh, don't make me cry. Look at you. <laughs> okay, so with that said, you have, in the interim of your first visit, uh, been on with us several times. Uh, and I, I was thrilled to have Christine because she was so shy the first time you came on. She barely spoke. And then over the years of her advocating for parents who've lost children and being with you, she's really become a strong speaker. And she talked on my show about uh, this multimillionaire who'd stepped away from, I mean, I can't even tell you how much money he made. It was so insane. One of the top you know, executives in the country, and he stepped away away from his job saying he wanted to spend more time with his family because his daughter had a list of all of the events that he had missed, including, you know, school parties and school dances and awards. And uh, he just thought, you know what, this is, I, 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 it, the money doesn't matter. I've got to quit. Yeah, no, she did. And she did. She spoke on that very well. Um, and it's a message for the age. I mean, it's time that we reconnect with our families and reconnect with our friends and look people in the eye. And it's not about making money. It's not about climbing the ladder. So she spoke on that very well. So I can sit Ooh. back in the, in the background now and let her speak. I know. I, I emailed you, and uh, I think Christine said, I'm available. I'm like, shy Christine, you're speaking now? And boy, did she. Good. All right. So with that said, you wrote me, and you have on uh, past occasions introduced me to people that you find to be inspiring, people who are making a difference, because you and I are both in the message business, and you and I both like to, you know, find people that, um, you know, make the world a little brighter place. And so tell me a little bit about the email and the guest uh, that you brought in with you today. Well, uh, I've known Paul Miller for, for some time now. Um, uh, Paul and I have known each other before our son Quentin passed. Um, but after uh, Quentin transitioned, um, our bond became a lot stronger. And, and I think some of that began when I spoke to, with other organizations and he was in the audience. And um, his life, I mean, at this point, he inspires me. At this point, he, he's out making a difference in the world. And I advocate that everybody gets tapped on the shoulder from time to time by God saying, you're up next. It's your turn. <laughs> I've called. Turn. Yeah. Exactly. And when I look at Paul and listen to him and see what he's doing on social media, He's out making a difference in the world. Um, we got together again for breakfast a couple weeks ago, and he shared um, you know, his work with St. Baldrick's and children's cancer and, and going up onto the seventh floor. And that story moved me to tears, and it moved him to tears as he told me. And I got back to the house, and I emailed you because I'm like, Angie, you need to know about this. Secretly, <laughs> covertly emailing, because I noticed Paul was not copied. Paul was you not put, copied. Paul does not know I'm emailing you, but I want to share this with you. And then uh, once you, we were interested, and when I said, yeah, I'd like to speak with him, you let him know. So how did, what was that like, Paul, when you got the, the, the notice from Ernie that you'd been tapped to come on the radio and share some of your story? Well, when I got copied on the email, I started reading it, and uh, it really brought me to tears that uh, he felt so strongly about that. And, you know, it was really just a story about, you know, a, a perception that I had about uh, never being able to handle going up to the seventh floor at Children's Hospital, which is the oncology unit, uh, though I've been involved with uh, serious fundraising and awareness on childhood cancer for the last 11 years, I've never, I've, I've never made that step. And uh, also with, um, I donate platelets at Children's Hospital because that's an important part of, of the uh, care that these children need. And so the, the, the whole circumstance of going up to the seventh floor uh, it was one of those moments when I had I, I had spoken with my HR person in my company probably three days prior to that and said, you know, I could never 
go to the seventh floor, I don't think I could handle it. So even though you've been so devoted to raising money for childhood cancer and shaving your head for St. Baldrick's and donating platelets, you'd never firsthand spoken to a child in the midst of the treatments for serious cancer. And that's where the seventh floor is, the cancer treatment area for the kids. Well, actually, I, I, I have a lot of relationships with a lot of children in all various aspects of treatment. But going actually to the seventh floor of the hospital, uh, that was not in the cards for me, or so I thought. <laughs> and is that because they're in serious treatment there and, and isolated possibly or in more pain or more seriously ill? Well, that and I think myself on an emotional level, I just didn't think I could take that. And um, what was really interesting was I had donated platelets that morning. I knew an individual that was going to be there because his daughter was there having treatment and met him at the coffee shop because he had joined my St. Baldrick's team. He wanted to shave his head in honor of his daughter. And mention St. Baldrick's before we get to the part about him inviting you up to the seventh floor to, to meet his daughter. So what is St. Baldrick's and how did you get involved with this to help kids with cancer? Uh, St. Baldrick's is a um, organization. It's the largest volunteer-driven organization or uh, 5013C charity in the U.S., and it is um, all about uh, raising funds for childhood cancer research. And I got involved in it 11 years ago, kind of in support of my controller and my company who had lost all her hair to breast cancer. And I'd heard about the St. Baldrick's event a couple times, and I decided, well, I'm just going gonna, gonna to do this. And then one thing led to another that led to another, and the event grew from the first time I did it where we had 30 people shave their heads to last year we had over 500. Wow. And we ended up fourth in the world in fundraising out of over 1,500 events last year. Sheesh. Raised almost a half a million dollars. That's huge. And you do this once or twice a year, shave your head. Oh, my goodness. I'm involved in now. I, I used to be involved in two events a year. Now I'm involved in three events a year. So I shave my head twice a year. Okay. So it also saves on haircuts as well. Absolutely. Teasing you. So uh, you're there and you meet um, someone you know for coffee and his daughter's getting treatment and he knows you're there. Are you there to fundraise or for St. Baldrick's donating platelets? What are you there for? He, he, we, we were going back and forth on an email and I mentioned that I was going to be given platelets uh, that Wednesday morning. And he said, oh, my daughter's in treatment. Uh, can I meet you for coffee? Uh, great. So the little coffee shop down there on the main level, I get finished up with my platelets. He, I give him a little text saying, hey, I'm down here getting a coffee. You want a coffee? And he said, no, I'll be down in a second. He comes down and, you know, we meet, shake hands because we've just been doing back and forth on emails. And uh, he says, I want you to meet my daughter. On the seventh floor. Down She's the in the midst of treatment. On the seventh floor. And... Who was I to say no? Were you a little scared? No. Um, I was, I, I don't know what I was. I just knew that I couldn't say no. And we went up to the seventh floor and walked in, and uh, she's there uh, getting her chemo. Uh, this I have a photo that I can't show everybody because it's radio. Blue penguin pajamas with uh, no hair at the time. And that was uh, when I was there. And uh, just uh, amazing uh, smiles. Uh, she's hooked up to chemo, and, uh, you know, I talked to her a little bit, and 
talked to her dad, and and I asked her, I said, do you want to shave your daddy's head come March 13th? And she just beamed up, and she was all in. So she's going to shave her father's head at our event. And then each person that gets their head shaved, you try to, you know, gather donations to Correct. to help out. Correct. It's all about getting people to donate on your head. And uh, last year, I think we shaved over 100 women as well. So it's men, women, and children. I see you looking at me that way. Yeah. You know? Oh, Ernie's poking me. Uh, Come on, Jorge, you do it. You don't have much hair up there left, do you? At least on the front. <laughs> And and what's really uh, a blessing, uh, my mother, who is 79 years old, going to be 80 this year, she's coming back for her third year in a row. Wow, she does it too, huh? Yep. Well, Ernie doesn't have any hair. Could he just shave his beard since he's already bald? Now, that's a funny story as well, because the year that uh, Quentin passed, that following March, uh, Ernie grew his hair out, joined my team, Raised money really? and shaved his head. You grew your hair out for St. Baldrick's. I grew my Baldrick's. hair out so I could shave it. Wow. Well, I just, okay, so t- let's talk about, you know, all this fundraising that you've done. And if you're just joining us, uh, Ernie Jackson, friend of the show and mine, uh, uh, suggested I bring his friend Paul Miller on to talk about his work with St. Baldrick's and then his fear of going up to that seventh floor at Children's Hospital to see the kids who were in the midst of chemo. And then you met this young girl um, through her father up on the seventh floor. Um, you know, she's lost her hair. She was getting chemo when you talked to her, and now her dad's going to get his head shaved. So how does that impact your um your desire to continue this work that you do uh, for St. Baldrick's and in general, trying to make a difference? I don't have a choice. Uh, This has been directed to me by powers that I have no control over. Uh, When I first started uh, getting involved in this, it was just, you know, on a whim as a shavy. My fourth year when I started a team and started honoring children, then uh, the information would go to the parents who honored their children. And then I started getting the phone calls from the parents telling me their stories. And over the last 11 years, I've met dozens of families, dozens of children, and we've lost a few. And last year was a really tough year for me. I, I lost, um, you know, one of our, one, one of our ambassadors, St. Baldrick's ambassadors. Uh, he fought seven years and passed at 10, and I thought about quitting. And then I thought, boy, this little guy didn't quit in seven years. Who am I to quit? Quitting because it was emotionally taxing to see these kids that battle and, and not make it. Totally, totally emotionally uh, challenging. And, you know, I think a, I think a little Justin Miller, and, I, and he's, he's no relation except for our connection, uh, through the uh, St. Baldrick's and and you know getting to know the family, but he took he took he took a piece of us with him when he passed, and you know it's 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 still I know this is what I'm supposed to do, this is my work, I have a job, but this is my work, and this is what God meant for me to do. And I think it's interesting when we talk about you know um, you know you're calling you have a passion for this that you know. All of us have different um, gifts that we can be that can be used in different arenas. And so, if someone's listening, they're like, "Well, I'm afraid to give platelets, or I don't want to shave my hair." There are all kinds of things that you can do. And so, we can all make a difference in different arenas. And I try to do that with my show every day. 
Um, and, and, and as Ernie knows, I started the good news and left, you know, a very uh, successful career and a lucrative salary and didn't make anything. And I second guessed myself a lot, but I knew that people needed to hear stories like yours and like Ernie's and be inspired because I'll bet you somebody listening right now thinks, well, maybe I can get involved with St. Baldrick's or, you know, maybe I can get involved at the local animal shelter or volunteer at school or help kids to read. There's so many areas that can just like a Lego fit with your gifts. And when you snap it together and you're doing that work like you do now, where you're like, whoa, the Lego pieces fit. I'm supposed to be here. Okay. You just said Legos. I love Legos. Okay. Justin Miller. Oh no, don't tell me that. Was totally Legos. Oh, so is my little man. And he, it was a big thing because everybody had little Lego pins at his services. Are you kidding me? So the whole Lego thing is no coincidence. That is that you brought that up. Well, I just think, you know, God taps you as you put it, Ernie, on the shoulder. And, you know, so I I feel like sometimes we say we're too busy and I have three kids and I get up at 3 a.m. and I have a lot of radio shows and I don't have time. And, you know, you can find ways to give. I interviewed someone this morning that was talking to me about the only reason he became a millionaire is so he could give back. And then he went through this long list of kids he'd put through college, kids he feeds in Haiti, what he's done with, you know, his millions. He said, if you're going to make money for things, it gets old really quick. But if you're going to make money to make a difference and to give back, he said, now that's an exciting reason to become a millionaire, a multimillionaire. And uh, he's kind of a, a, an idol of mine. He lost his sight when he was in high school, and he was going to go play for the NFL. And after he lost his sight, he said, Angie, there was no one lower than I was. I was in my back bedroom at my parents' house, and I was done. I had no future. I didn't really want to live anymore. And then he went to uh, the carnival and saw weightlifters. Now, he hadn't lost his sight yet. It took a couple of years. And he became an Olympic weightlifter. Now he's written 30 books. He uh, has uh, his own movie studio for the blind where they actually describe what's going on on screen. And he's an international speaker and uh, received an award. Uh, I think Jimmy Carter received the award Mother Teresa. He's spoken like in the past with Zig Ziglar. And, you know, it's like he, he's like the deal. And how, how does that happen? You know, but he said, I just wanted to become a millionaire so I could give back. So when he, he was, ta- he's like, I, I, you know, I was blind. I was going blind. Like, if I can do it, you certainly can. And so I feel like, you know, with your message, uh, Paul, about feeling like you're tapped on the shoulder, I think we all are. And sometimes we try to ignore it because it's too much work. But if you actually answer that call and do, um, do something that makes a difference and it f- coincides with your passion, you know, your gifts, um, that it really can uh, be extremely fulfilling, as you found, even though it has been emotionally taxing on you. One thing that I tell people is listen to the whispers because they're there. Every day you have an opportunity to make a difference in the life of somebody else. Every day. You may not just know it. It could be as simple as opening a door for somebody. That simple. You don't have to spend any money. You don't have to do something just totally phenomenal. Maybe even a smile. And I think a lot of times they're too distracted to do that. It's not in here now, but it's interesting you say that because um, my screensaver until my kids changed it on my phone was be still and know that I'm God because I think sometimes we're so distracted we can't hear whispers. And uh, I want to mention when you talk about, you know, donating these platelets, I have done it once before, and I want people to know it's not painful that, you know, when they talk about the platelets they need for the treatment for the kids with cancer, it's similar to donating blood, although I did pass out. They told me they didn't want me to come back again because apparently I have low blood pressure. So just be aware that, you know, if you get queasy donating blood, which I don't, but, you know, for some people can do it and some can't. So, Ernie, as you're listening to this, what when you suggested, you know, that Paul come, 
Are we conveying what you wanted to convey? Talk a little bit about, you know, your life's work now after losing your only son that you absolutely adored. Uh, now you're a grandfather. And talk about, you know, the difference that, you know, you're making in the world and what you wanted to convey through Paul and his well, message. Well, it's about making a difference. Um, you know, it's about making a difference in the life of others. And uh, we, you know, we can do, like, like I mean, Paul said it beautifully. I mean, it, it just sometimes just takes a smile. Um, we have far greater work than than a job, than than making money, you know. And um, I didn't I didn't know that I didn't know that I know it now. Right, I know you do um, now. I know it now, and and you know the wonderful thing is is from a certain perspective I get a second chance because now I'm a grandparent. And I'm about to be a grandparent two times over. So when I'm with my grandson, you know I I remember that, and I'm in his eyes, and I'm present. And uh, that's what it's all about. It's about you've got to find joy. You've got to find passion. You've you got to enjoy yourself. It's not about checking boxes. It's not about doing the work. You've got to feel it. You've got to feel it. And Paul, Paul feels it. Paul lives Hell, it. Yeah. And he's so humble, but he's making a difference. Just quietly going on about his business, making a difference in the world. So I just really wanted to get him on here. So thank you. I'm telling you guys, I, so it's so cool for me to have, you know, big, big dudes. Like you were a football coach, Ernie. And like, because a lot of people tell me, you know, when like I wrote to me, he goes, your show is kind of for ladies. I go, the only thing for ladies on my show is the fact that I'm a lady. Like, you know, I mean, men can make a difference. Men also want to be inspired and have good news. It's not just for chicks. Exactly, and we do. We do make a difference. I mean, and you'd be you would be amazed at how many men are out there quietly going about the business and making a difference. And I am back coaching again oh, up at are? up at Evergreen High School. Oh my goodness, and that's it's, wonderful! It's about you know these are my boys. Yeah. And if oh, I can inspire I them, they, if they... I can lift them, if I can encourage them, you know, if I can explain that no, this isn't really adversity. This is you know an opportunity to maybe work harder. You know, I'm I'm honoring my son. I'm honoring God, and I'm game for it. And I'm not checking a box. I'm doing it because it feels good. Well, after you and Christine came in and talked about Quentin, and you know, my son was here during one of your visits, you know, and he's asked me about Quentin. He remembered his name when you came back. He, goes, he said, oh, is that Quentin's parents? And he never met him. He just knew his story. But I'll have to tell you that um, even though I have two radio shows and get up at 3 a.m., my national show, I built a home studio. So I'm actually there when my children get up in the morning. And at 8 o'clock, I can actually, you know, be with them during breakfast and could even take them to school if I want. And then, um, the, well, they at school then I come here and do some more work and then I'm actually able to be there to pick them up and to do homework with them and so almost my whole schedule now is built and based around um, being able to be there for them and so I have to say thank you to you because I really do believe you and Christine changed the way that I parent I'm so much more present well maybe we were the instrument but we didn't you know we weren't the cause <laughs> well I love you guys I think you're wonderful thank you. all right Paul if people, Paul Miller, how do people get in touch with St. Baldrick's or get involved if they want to shave their head and raise money for kids with cancer? www.stbaldricks.org. It's S-T-B-A-L-D-R-I-C-K-S dot org. And you just sign up for Doe's Irish Pub. That is where the event will be held this year. Excellent. And then Ernie, if people want to get your books or have you come speak? Uh, just go to Amazon, search Quentin's Messages, or email me at Ernie at Quentin'sMessages.com. Perfect. Thank you, guys. We'll be right back with the good news. The word and music that expresses his love for us. The new 810 AM KLVZ. 
One in six children in Colorado are living below the federal poverty line, and A Precious Child is here to help. They are a wonderful organization that is devoted to making a positive impact in the lives of disadvantaged and displaced families in Colorado by improving their quality of life. Come on and partner with A Precious Child by volunteering your time or donating funds to assist the children of Colorado to succeed in life, school, and triumph in their future endeavors. They're also in need of donations of gently used clothing, computers, sporting equipment, and shoes. Discover how you can help at A Precious child.org. Monica Hawkins Ministries is an evangelical ministry whose focus is to serve others and to be a voice that shares the word of God and his love. We would like for you and your family to come and fellowship with us during our bi-weekly Bible study. And on the first Saturday of every month, we have our women's ministry, Women of Strength. Our Bible studies are located at the Highlands Ranch East Ridge Recreation Center. For more information, please visit our website, Monica Hawkins Ministries. I don't know about you, but I love to shop and I love a good deal. And my husband likes it when I get a good deal. You have to know about ARC Thrift Stores. On Saturdays, most items are half off. My friend Frances Owens, who's the former first lady you may know, also works for ARC. And she and I kind of have a running competition. Yes, we do. So what are some of the good deals you've gotten recently? Well, I just got a Dooney and Burke briefcase for $25. They run around three to $400. Perfect condition. I saw an Armani bag in there recently. I didn't get that one, but that was an incredible deal. I did get the coach bag, brand new with the tag still on it. It was worth about $200. And I paid, uh, I think it was $20. Well, I just have to say thank you to the people that are donating these things. Oh my gosh. There are so many amazing pieces you can find. They've got 22 locations, and your website is if they want to find a location. www.arcthrift.org. And all the money helps people with disabilities. So you spend money, and it goes to a great cause. Yay! God's loving word and uplifting music that will give you victory in your life. Love lives on the new 810 KLVZ. Welcome back to the good news. Dr. Joe had a big event last weekend, and here's really what I've um, learned is that many of us aren't feeling maybe right or we're not sleeping. We feel uh, we get an upset stomach, like all of these little things going wrong or signs that something is wrong. And so as Dr. Joe likes to put it, your grass is turning brown. So I hear over and over, Dr. Joe, and this, this, this drives me nuts. You know, so-and-so got sick or had a heart attack or had a stroke or got cancer, and it came out of nowhere. No, it didn't. No, it didn't because I know so-and-so, and they weighed 250 pounds. It didn't come out of nowhere. And I'm not trying to be mean. I am not perfect. I am not skinny. I do the best I can. But we are gradually making ourselves sick every single day that we don't do the right thing. And that eventually then you see it in a, an ER visit, but it's there already if we're not taking care of ourselves. It's Absolute, growing. Absolutely. I, I don't I don't believe, I hope it never happens to me, but people don't wake up and go, today I'm going to divorce you. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't see this coming. Well, and then someone who, who knows the signs will walk this person through the signs going, <gasps> the signs have been there the whole time. And the same thing with our bodies. I mean, we forget that we're created in God's image. We're created to be healthy, not strong. We have t-shirts and posters that say God doesn't make junk. But unfortunately, we live in a society that says, no, here's the way you should eat. Here's what you sh- your, 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 your identity should be on what you look and what you weigh. And we have all these false 
you know, false things that, that promise us these beauty and vitality in life, and they don't deliver it. So whether it's food, whether it's diet drinks, whether it's, uh, you know, you don't have to exercise or the wrong kind of exercise, and literally it just makes our bodies, like you said, go from green grass to brown grass. And so it, you know. Like, oh, I woke up today and I have a baseball-sized tumor. That was there three years ago, and it started the size of a walnut when or whatever. I, you know what I mean? It's growing. Exactly. I mean, again, I'm not a doctor. I don't mind. That's not exact. You didn't have a tumor three years ago, but something is going wrong before you get the cancer. There's a process. It's called a disease process that you, when you read the science and you read the articles, whether it's from the American Cancer Society, that this is a lifestyle disease that you, you know, smoking for one week didn't give you lung cancer, but smoking for 30 years, you know, okay, that one Big Mac didn't cause you to have, to be overweight or have a heart attack. But you link a couple hundred of those together over 20, 30, or a thousand over 20, 30 years, there's your sign. Yeah. You literally are a, a product of, of your time, how you spend it, you reap what you sow. And I think, um, but it's, I just saw, I heard a sermon about you reap what you sow, and it's like, it talked about, you know, decisions you make, that if you're, if you're on the right track and you're on board for health or you're on board for God or whatever your lifestyle is that you're really passionate for, your decisions all reflect that passion for God or your health. And I'm not saying you can never have a Big Mac again, but I certainly haven't had one in a bazillion years. But um, I might have something else that would be considered like um, kind of a splurge for me, like some ice cream or something like, I might have that every once in a while. So we're not saying never. We're saying with Dr. Joe's plan, I would say Dr. Joe 99% of the time follows his plan. I follow it. I would venture to say 90% of the time. But I do other things that maybe he wouldn't in terms of like I still eat corn, you know, organic corn chips and he really doesn't. Or something, you know, like I might have other things like I still will eat like an organic corn tortilla and maybe he doesn't. You know, so there are other things that I do that he doesn't. But you can make just a couple of little changes that can make a, such a big difference in your health. Just have to be conscious of when it comes to food. You know, I hear people who are journaling for the first time what they eat and they realize, wow, I really don't eat very much. And I probably need to eat more. You know, I need to have more than a few chips and salsa, you know, and then forget that I've even eaten that day and then try to wonder why I have these sugar cravings at night. That literally, you know, if you're wondering what you do eat, okay, then start writing it down. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, and I (laughs) ask people, they go, I'm doing everything right. I don't know what's wrong. And I say, well, write down everything you eat for the next three days. What do you find many times? Um, They won't even give me the list. Really? They won't even write it down because it's like the the list of shame or whatever. But they, they finally become they finally come face to face with their emotions, why they're eating it, what they're really eating, because they become consciously aware, oh wow, I'm put I'm actually am putting this into my body. Because you know, I think certain things you eat you forget that you didn't have just one diet coke that day, you had four. You know, it just becomes habits. And mm-hmm. if we use food as our emotion, then then our emotions or our stress levels aren't changing. Therefore, our trigger to use food to help cover that up isn't changing. And it really is a reality check, just writing down what they eat for three days. It's, yeah, it's three. It's, and I think it's a great challenge. Just a yeah. few days. If you get to do three, then do it one. Just so you have an idea of when you're eating. I think I've told you that I found out I was eating standing up and that I was eating like 30 times a day. So I'd have like a couple of bites of dinner, a couple of bites of my kids' breakfast, a couple of bites of this and then at the time I was seeing a nutritionist she's like you have to sit down when you eat yeah and that was the solution and eat food and enjoy it it's a process yeah I would say like for me the big changes that I made well I already drank a lot of water so water um, try to move a little bit more try to eat food that's actual food that doesn't have a lot of chemicals in it and stop being afraid of healthy fats those are some of the very simple things and I cut out sugar yeah just some of the very simple things that'll really start you on the path to being healthier and like we talked about at the makeover what what does your ideal day look like and you may not 
get there for a week or two or a month, but at least you have a goal saying, okay, this is what I had for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This is my snacks. This was the time with my kids. This was the time with my spouse. This is when I spent time reading for myself. And you begin to map that out to really you begin to put that life together. Well, multiply that ideal day times seven, and you got a pretty good week. Mm -hmm. Multiply that times 30, and you got a pretty good month. And I think these these changes don't happen overnight. And so, you know, the key is, yes, eat clean, exercise a little bit every day, you know, spend time with yourself and then multiply that over the next 365 days. Yes. That's and the key. Little by little by little, but now be consistent with that. Well, my husband's sick because he's totally stressed out and he doesn't fit his like, exercise in and he never takes a nap. And he said, how are you doing? I said, I'm doing really well. Mm-hmm. You know, and I map in all this time for homework with the kids and I have three jobs. Now I've cut down to two radio shows instead of three. And uh, so he said, well, why are you okay? Like you get up at three o'clock in the morning. I said, well, first of all, at nine o'clock in the morning, nothing goes in there but my nap. Like nobody can bother me. I get up at 3 a.m. Like that is like coveted. Nothing can go in there. Just a nap. Now I don't meet people for coffee. I don't make a plan. I don't see a client. Just a and I know you do that. Yeah. And then in the afternoon, I have a little bit of time that I work out, and that's that time. And sometimes I can combine that with picking the kids up so they'll play in the playground and I'll get my walk in or whatever it is I'm doing that day for exercise. But I, I those two things, I don't let anyone take those away. And that really keeps my day kind of fun because yeah. it keeps me um, not exhausted and cranky because I get the little nap. And then the, the workout, I get that in. So then I feel good. Yeah. You're not winging your life. I'm not wedding. You're not oh, winging no, your I'm life. Not winging it. That you are being proactive. And you're putting solid yellow lines around those important areas because if you get that in, then you're then you're good to your husband, you're yep. good to your kids. You're, if you don't put all that stuff in, you just wing it, then you're no good to anybody. And I have to say, Dr. Joe, I want people to go. There's a free workout every Saturday at your um, office in North Glen. Yep. Everyone can go for free. If you just want to watch the workout, fine. But then you can talk to Dr. Joe, ask him questions if you want. So, Dr. Joe, how do people reach you? Hey, just call my cell phone, 303-349-6011, 303-349-6011. Love to talk to you. That's his cell phone. No one else's. That's his. All right, Dr. Joe. So come on Saturday, free workout. You can ask Dr. Joe questions. Thanks for listening to The Good News. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.